Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and what's the word, everyone? Yes, please continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast and go ahead and give me out to your friends. Just pass me around like I'm a flyer and just go ahead and let them know that, hey, Critical has some interesting things he has to say about his podcast about different movies. And also hit me up on Instagram at Critical Blues Reviews, or you can go to my Facebook page at Critical Blue. All right. Now, today, oh, you're probably wondering, like, well, why are you by? It's not like you're by yourself. Yes, I am. I am by myself. I went to go see this movie by myself. Um, unfortunately, uh, Nikki, she was supposed to come with me, but uh, she had a dinner date with her daughter. So, I mean, that's way more important than going to see. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn now they also changed the title for the film so now it's harley quinn and the birds of prey so yeah so they changed the title of the film because it wasn't doing that good in the box office so i felt i you know i don't know what that's supposed to do but um i do i didn't notice when i went to the movie theater it was quite empty i I expected a few people to be in there but when i went inside and saw so many seats i think i i I guarantee you it was under 10 people that were that was in this movie theater and i was a little shocked i was like okay interesting i you know did people go come in there a little earlier you know so maybe maybe they came in earlier i don't know maybe they all came in on friday yeah it was it was just very strange and it was and i went late too it wasn't like a, a early movie where you would expect you know none of the seats to be filled it was it was a little late so anyway let's go ahead and get into it so the director of this film you have kathy yan she directed dead pigs and according to my mother you have the writer christina hudson she wrote bumblebee and unforgettable and uh just to kind of you know give you a heads up uh margot robbie actually has a um a production company uh, called Lucky Chap Entertainment. And she really wanted this film to focus around women and center women. So she had a lot of uh, the production team, majority women, um, the main characters or the main cast, uh, majority women. So uh, that's 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 the route she wanted to go. I did after the fact, like going into this movie, I didn't know I did not know that this was going to be a feminist film. I was just it was Harley Quinn. I did like DC. That was like the first comic book I've ever picked up was a DC comic. So I'm very supportive of DC, even though uh, shout out to clean uh, clean even said or me and clean agreed that DC is the Republicans of of comic books. But uh, but yeah, you know, not not to make this, you know, political or anything. But it yeah, if you think about it, it kind of is. But um, but yeah, I you know, so I, when I, you know, after leaving the movie theater and hearing everything that kind of happened, you know, that that, you know, I wouldn't say it changed anything, but it was just interesting because I didn't know they had to even go there. But later on that, let's give you the log line for this film now. 
After a psychotic girl is dumped by her deranged boyfriend, she finds herself a target in a free-for-all while trying to obtain a rare diamond from a young pickpocketer. And so the characters for this film, you have Harley Quinn. She first appeared on Batman, the animated series in September of 1992. Now, Harley Quinn is being played by Margot Robbie. She was in The Wolf of Wall Street and Focus. And she will be later on in a film called Gotham City Sirens. I believe that's in production. And also she's going to be in the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. And also you have Renee Montoya. She was first seen in the Detective Comics uh, number 41 in August of, two, of 2015. Now, she's being played by Rosie Perez. She was in Do the Right Thing and White Men Can't Jump. You have the Huntress, Helena Bartinelli. Uh, she was in the Sensation, or she's first appeared in Sensation Comics number 68 of August 1947. She's being played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Now, you might have seen her in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And also she was in 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I was looking at her like, man, she looks familiar. Where do I know her from? And I never would have put it together that she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world in 10 Cloverfield Lane. I mean, it makes sense, 10 Cloverfield Lane, when I think about it. But I never would have guessed Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Even though I own the film. That's crazy. But also we have Black Canary, Dinah Lance. She first appeared in Flash Comics 86 of August 1947. Now, she's being played by Journey Smollett Bell, as um, as Dave Chappelle would say, uh, Journey Smoothie. But uh, yeah, but Journey Smollett Bell and unfortunately, her brother, Juicy Smoothie, uh, just got indicted actually not too long ago, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, for those who don't know, that's uh, Jesse Smollett. And now Journey Smoothie, so now I'm saying Journey Smoothie, Journey Smollett Bell was in the, uh, she also starred in The Great Debaters and Underground. And you also have Roman Sionis played by, well not played, Rom Roman Sionis, who's the Black Mask, he's the villain of this film. Uh, you have his first appearance was Batman 386 and that was in uh, August of 1985. And that character is being played by Ewan McGregor. He was in Moulin Rouge and Star Wars Episode One. Now here he's making a comeback. Um, he's reprising his role. And also you have Cassandra Cain, who was who first appeared on Batman 567, and that was in July of 1999. Now that character is being played by Ella J. Basco. She was in Grey's Anatomy and Veep. Now, this story, Harley Quinn and the Joker, they broke up, which uh, Harley Quinn was basically faking her relationship with him to keep her enemies at bay. Uh, she slipped up and allowed her emotions to get the better of her, of her, revealing to all of her enemies that she's no longer with the Joker. Now, Harley has to dodge her adversaries while getting caught by the Black Mask. Now, she vows to help Roman Sionis, which is the Black Mass, to get a diamond from a young pickpocketing thief, Cassandra Kane. Now, this story is out of order and insane, just like Harley's brain.
it, it is and i, I kind of like how it was all over the place because that's how harley is she's supposed to be all over the place and you know that just the the i guess the chrono chrono chronological uh order of the film and the flashbacks are kind of it's kind of all over the place but it, it kind of goes with the nature of who harley quinn is i felt that that was pretty cool now harley quinn uh she was consistent well almost consistent with her previous character from suicide squad somewhat uh she she would give different people uh psychoanalysis in this film but i don't remember her doing that too much in the suicide squad uh movie and she also did a lot of cursing well not a lot but she cursed you know uh, you know a good amount because this is a rated r movie in this film which she didn't curse in the suicide squad film so i mean that's like of course it, it's the rating but it does change up the character you know what i mean because one minute she's cursing a lot well first she's not even really cursing and now she's cursing a lot you know some may say maybe the chip that was implanted in, in her brain didn't allow her to curse but who knows i think you know it is, it is what it is they got the rated r version and they just went for broke you know so uh yeah so that that was uh one thing and harley she also reminded me in this film of domino for those who don't know domino domino is a mutant in the marvel universe and she has very good luck and i felt like that's how that's how uh harley quinn was i felt like she was very lucky in this film she is just a human and also it it had uh, she had deadpool tendencies she would sometimes you know often break the fourth wall so i, I felt like that was that was a little interesting um you also have uh renee montoya i knew very little about this character um going into this film i remember this character from injustice where she took enhancement pills to fight superman and she od'd while trying to fight superman uh rosie perez she did okay uh it, it was certain things that kind of stood out in my mind like how like when she was running or it was just certain things because i remember rosie perez used to be paralyzed i forgot what happened to her and you know what incident made her paralyzed but i, I think it might have been on the set uh, of a tv show if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah it you know and i and i kind of noticed that and i instantly when like watching her act it was a certain things where like like a running scene or action scene it kind of was like oh yeah that's right i remember she was paralyzed because it felt like she was struggling for some weird reason in my mind it felt like she was struggling and also um now this character they really you know put in the motion of how you know how drunk she is which you don't know but she really they really expressed how drunk she was in this film uh how she's uh, uh, a, a big drinker and uh all of her accomplishments goes to men other men like for example anything she accomplishes her chief or her boss gets the accolades also she's gay and so i, I know that part was in the comic books and uh, she does have a love somewhat of a love interest you know there, there there was a love interest in this film but you know just to let you know hey you know she is gay now you have huntress or helena bertinelli i really liked her character i wish we could have gotten more of helena's or huntress background a uh, flashback and uh and just what 
you know, this character had to deal with that made her go off. I felt like that would have been an interesting story. And I'll get to the reason why we couldn't get it, uh, why, why we couldn't get her character or more background of a character. And also you have Black Canary. I wasn't sure because, you know, I watched, well, you don't know, but I keep saying, you know, but I watch CW shows and I'm very used to the to the Laurel Lance of um, of the CW world. So it was uh, what I, I said, Laurel Lance is Dinah Lance, it's Dinah Lance from the uh, CW show. And I, you know, and I see her, she's a police officer on the show. So I just assumed that she was a police officer in a comic book. I know that she does have a relationship with Green Arrow, but uh, I know her backstory was uh, what uh, Dinah or Laurel is Dinah's mother. And so, and the reason being is because uh, the year that um, Laurel came out, uh, it was, when, when was it? It was um, in 1947. So, and they're saying, you know, there's no way that she can, you know, keep her, her youthfulness up until now. And so what they did was uh, once transferring uh, uh, that character over, they went ahead and said that, you know, she's a daughter, you know, it's not the same Black Canary from 1947. That was her mother and things of that nature. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was cool. Um, they did discuss certain things that was in the film. And I did enjoy the coolness that this character had, because, yeah, I guess the main thing was, you know, the the uh, Dinah Lance. She's a white character. And so at first, you know, you know, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. Let me get back to that, because, yeah, it's like, yeah, you want to see black representation in, in films. But then again, it's not the same character, like it's basically given a different background. And then, you know, for some reason, like, like you, there are other black characters that they could have used if you just need black representation just use those black characters and and at first i kind of was like oh they you know it's cool they changed the characters you know to black and that's fine as representation but then it's like i was listening to someone and it kind of was like hey that doesn't really not you know it doesn't that's not really fair not fair but it's not a good look because they're just tokenized characters meaning they're black characters you can use but yet you want to change a white character to a black character. And I kind of was thinking about it like, you, you know, that that person has a point, you know, why not just use the black characters that's already there? They have a black family. They have, um, you know, maybe a black love interest, things of that nature. But instead, what they usually do is they turn that character uh, who's a white to a black character. And then they, you know, the love interest is, you know, normally a white person. And it's like, well, what's the problem? What's the problem with interracial relationships? There's no problem with it. It's just that mostly black characters have to have interracial relationships. Why white, while white characters get to have white on white relationships, and then you know, like secondary characters get to do the interracial relationship. So it's 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 very interesting how you normally see it. Like you see it in CW a lot. You know, a lot of you know interracial relationships from the black characters, but then with the majority white cast or whatever there they have like white on white relationships but anyway but i mean that's not neither here nor there 
but um but i just noticed that because most of the time when you just have that black character that was made to be black or that was black in the comic books they normally just have like the the black experience but yeah so i mean uh so i guess bringing it back when um going when watching dinah lance or the black um i'm about to call her the <laughs> the black widow the black canary when you know watching her uh watching um uh smollett play this role i i really think that um i, I like i like this character i really did like her character i really felt like she had a coolness to it and she gave a badass look to this character so i didn't i didn't have a problem at all you know um also the black mask now the black mask he had first appeared in uh, 1985 as i mentioned earlier uh roman was literally dropped on his head now he was now this is the first uh, black mask and now roman was dropped on his head and he was born to a wealthy family and he was like bit by a raccoon or something weird like that and also um he burnt down now why he got bit, bit by the raccoon it changed his personality some i don't know if the raccoon had rabies or what but it did change his personality and the burn so he burnt down his family's house and he inherited their wealth and so he uses like when his parents died he used his father's casket to carve out his mask for the black mask so and he's also into torturing people now as for the character i did like the character he was interesting he kind of reminded me of the purple man a little bit like the characteristics and i like the purple man from uh the jessica jones tv show on netflix i did like the purple man and he kind of reminded me of him i mean you know it wasn't like he was trying to be like the purple man or anything but it just reminded me and i like that character um i felt that it was probably one of the best dc characters or best dc villains character wise now he was a little weak you know as an action you know he's not one of those type cats and i never really was a fan of black mask i kind of was like who is this guy because he just took for me i never heard of him even you know and it felt like he just came from nowhere so i uh, you know so like learning more about the black mask i like this guy's interesting you know he's funny you know he's kind of comical he's an asshole so yeah so it's you know so it, it was definitely an interesting character um, what I did like about this film, I did like that this film was a fun ride. Um, it was great seeing new characters on the big screen. Uh, this was the second time Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn got a nut shot or a pussy shot, meaning that she got kicked in the pussy, which is very interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the theme is or the joke in why Harley Quinn gets kicked in the pussy. Uh, did she say that? I think she said something on Suicide Squad, like kick him in the pussy. I don't know. But um, I did like the fact that Black Canary uh, actually was a singer. That made sense. I, I don't know. I think uh, following up on it, that was in the comic books. But I never knew that because, like I said, I only knew Black Canary from CW. And I, you know, I've played Injustice 1 and 2, but it didn't really go that in depth into Black Canary's past. So this was like, you know, a treat to know that, OK, you know, like she she was a singer. And also uh, Victor Zaz. Uh, Victor Zaz is in this film and he's he's funny. He was a little comical to me. Um, I did like his character. Um, you know, it makes him like a maniac. He's a little crazy. Um, those certain parts, I felt he did go soft. 
uh like it was a part where he wanted somebody who's not a killer he wanted that person who isn't a killer to do something gruesome to someone else you know what i mean like that part didn't make sense to me because he enjoys killing you know what i mean he really enjoys it and so it didn't make sense for him to pass the kill off to someone else he would be the more eager person to do the kill so i wasn't really feeling that part of victor says but that was more so of the writing um i felt like the actor really brought victor's ass to life uh again black canary i thought she was awesome i did like her character uh also the huntress the huntress was funny i did i did enjoy the huntress um because she was so weird she kind of reminded me of bailey i don't know if you all watch wwe wrestling but she reminded me of bailey from wrestling but uh yeah i that's what i did like what i didn't like i felt harley was too much of a good guy in this film i you know like she like she uh i don't know it, it, it was just i expected her to be bad you know what i mean like might have good qualities like harley quinn is that person that you cannot trust if you're a good guy you cannot trust her like you can't you know like even if she does something good it's supposed to shock you and surprise you but there's no way where you're like she like she double crosses you you're surprised that she double crossed you you're supposed to be more surprised that she's actually fighting with you you know what i mean like you know or you gotta keep your eye on her because you know that she's not gonna last for long and and then if you are naive to harley quinn and don't know anything about her you're really going to get burnt by her if you do trust her and i don't like like how they did that and it's the reason why because i think it was the whole you know that's one thing about this film it was like more so the good guys are the women and the bad guys are the men and so by bringing forth that message it messed up harley quinn's storyline like that's the problem i don't care if it's a feminist movie you know i'm kind of glad i went into it not hearing feminism feminism you know before i you know went to the movie theater but it you know just watching i kind of figured it out like you know okay it's interesting that all these dudes are bad guys and all the women are good guys fine you know it's cool as long as it has a good story but i felt like it did mess up harley quinn's background by trying to pull that off because she's not a good guy you know what i mean she's barely a anti-hero barely you know what i'm saying barely like when she you know she's barely an anti-hero those who know harley quinn know harley quinn um it was uh also the huntress uh came uh actually the huntress she came a part of the team or became uh the part of the team a little too quick because in the comic books uh she had to come around to trust the group and she became a little bit too trusting right away in this film you know what i mean like what they could have done was have her just dip off and be like nah i'm out you know what i mean and and maybe the next birds of prey have her come back and have her you know have the audience want uh the huntress to be a part of the team you know what i mean like kind of have the audience like damn i wish you know the huntress can be a part of the team but it was like too focused on girl power and that aspect of it again i think that's what i don't have a problem with it it's just like that's where i felt like hurt the story was the fact that it kind of takes away from the drama you know by you know just like hey we're all in it all in this together you know type of thing because we're women and it like takes away from 
the you know like you know all women don't trust each other i mean you watch reality shows you know what i mean like you know like that's you know i won't say that's reality because some of that stuff is scripted a lot of it is scripted excuse me but still you kind of like get that you know that trust that you know like oh, okay can this person trust this person or i really want this person to like this person but she doesn't like her you know what i mean like, like you can have stuff like that and maybe that's just me but i, I kind of wish they had that that drama in there instead of it making well this is a feminist movie and everybody is friends you know everybody grab their arm and let's skip down the street type of thing so yeah that you know i did have a problem you know with that aspect of it um they use black canary's past as dialogue instead of showing the audience uh the making of the character like black canary you didn't get a chance to see how she became the person she is and this almost made her irrelevant you know what i mean or or almost it made her irrelevant but it could have made this character more relevant unless they're they'll expand more in the sequel but yeah it was like you know the huntress had a good story back you know past or whatever you know they dwelled on harley quinn's past somewhat at the beginning and so and it was like with um black canary you you didn't really get that you know what i mean like it was like like she was kind of it almost felt like she was thrown in there because it was just dialogue i guess the dialogue was the dialogue was heartfelt but still you got to see it you know what i mean also um or experience it i should say also harley took too much of the other character's story and that kind of goes to why they didn't show black canary's past and you know it was like her past was just dialogue you know what i mean so uh i felt that hurt uh because harley she she was too much into this i know it was you know based off of harley but they should they should have just done a harley um solo movie but make her a bad guy you know make her the anti-hero you know what i mean like like she's a villain you know what i mean like she's not supposed to be like you i mean she can be liked as a villain but you know like it's okay if people don't like harley quinn you know what i mean it's okay because she's a villain she does bad things you know it's not that she's supposed to do bad things and you try to clean it up to make it look good you know what i mean like that that yeah that, that didn't make sense to me um cassandra kane you know she was demoted to a thief because in the comic book she was like basically a rebel in the comic book i mean great martial artist um even batman questioned his skills against uh cassandra kane if they if the fight lasts too long because she's almost like a taskmaster like she'll learn your moves and so batman has to go ahead and go ahead and try to eliminate the threat right away knock her out or knock her silly just to get the fight over with but they demoted her to a thief that harley quinn gets to lug around you know what i mean so that wasn't cool i mean it was like you know like like going in if you don't know these characters if you don't know these characters it's not gonna bother you i guarantee it's, it's a good movie but see i actually had this movie really high watching it not knowing any of or not being familiar with the other characters and i kind of was like uh how they did black canary you know giving her the dialogue pass eh, you know um huntress you really don't see enough of you know but uh but yeah but after you look the the information up and learn about these characters it's like oh man they they really kind of dropped the ball on this they really they really they really they really hurt themselves so yeah that that was that was a little interesting 
um also harley's fighting skills was very advanced against all of these men now of course you know she fought against the goobly goops on the suicide squad but the goobly goops were brainless people mindless monsters or whatever zombies i don't know what you want to call them that uh enchantress uh created but the uh but the uh these men these criminals that she's just whipping their ass and doing a whole bunch of you know crazy stuff to it was kind of like you know where did she learn when did she learn how to fight like that like you know like she and the thing was she wasn't even using crazy to win like if she was just using crazy like they would get get her like they would capture her but she would rip out the their their uh achilles tendon you know she bites out their achilles rips that out you know and and spit it back at them or you know what i mean just kind of doing all kind of crazy stuff that's crazy and it's like whoa this this chick is savage that's what i kind of expected from harley quinn somebody who's not a martial artist but all of a sudden they made her a martial artist and when they did her background her bio in the movie it didn't say anything about her learning any type of martial arts maybe y'all picked that up i didn't catch that so that part was kind of you know it was kind of like all right why is she kicking all of these dudes asses like this you know and not the fact that he's kicking dudes asses but you know like if you fighting multiple dudes she's like what a buck 10 buck buck 15 buck i said buck 20 buck 20 at most and she's just going around kicking dudes asses now all right cool let's say she knew judo i'll mess with that i fucks with that she knows judo she knows how to use your own weight against you you know if she knew brazilian jiu-jitsu you know what i mean she could put you in an arm bar choke you out do all kind of stuff you know while knowing judo while using your own weight against you but she's doesn't she doesn't know any of that it's just you know i guess i don't know it, it she's just powerful she was like she was like op so anyway um yeah so that 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 part kind of was like all right she's you know she's kicking ass but why why does she know how to kick ass anyway uh harley uh uh i don't know it's harley was cool she she was cool like the character um minus the fighting you know the fighting skills and all that other stuff but as for margot robbie playing harley quinn she was cool but i'm i guess i'm disliking so i I shouldn't say she's cool because i'm supposed to be disliking stuff right so anyway uh they shouldn't have been in gotham that was the other thing they they this was shot in gotham well not shot in gotham but this represented the setting was in gotham because you know like they shouldn't have done it because there was no batman batman wasn't around they're calling they're causing mayhem in gotham there was no batman and plus she's wanted from suicide from the suicide squad movie remember she kind of helped kill uh uh robin you know what i mean she broke out of bellevue if i'm pronouncing it correctly in louisiana she broke out of the bellevue whatever and and so now you know she should be a wanted person and she's like all in the daylight you know what i mean just living it up oh yeah i mean she was just she was just out there and it was just like is this the same universe as is suicide squad I, i'm confused you know what i mean so that was a little confusing um also black canary secret I, I don't know why that was a secret i guess for those who never seen uh who didn't know anything about black canary but i feel like if you watch cw there's the young justice there's the justice league uh there's injustice it's a lot of stuff that that has black canary in there 
where you kind of know you know know about black canary you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be a secret and also you know what was also brought up was she's not a part of lex luger's files metahuman files so that was you know that was interesting but that's not a big a big part um there was uh misplaced easter eggs um like boomerang was one it was a wanted poster of boomerang in gotham you know but you know i guess uh 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 what's his name um boomerang he escaped bellevue in louisiana so it's like why they have a poster up in gotham and then um also boomerang he's the flashes um she he's the flashes villain so it was just you know interesting like you know just the setup it's like it felt like it was in a different universe also you know the title change from birds of prey and the and the uh fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn and you know transferred to the harley quinn birds of prey because of the light flop you know it did flop it didn't do as well it didn't reach it didn't break even that weekend so i think it'll pass it'll it'll surpass it but it, it was just like why would you change the name i don't think that's gonna do anything you know what i mean some people say that they feel that the feminist talk scared everybody off because, you know, it's mostly men that go see, that read comic books and go to comic book movies. Now, women, they do go. Don't get me wrong. And there are a lot of, you know, women or female um, comic book readers. But there's a lot of dudes that read comic books. So it was rumored that possibly the feminist talk kind of scared them away. I don't know. Um, would it have scared me away? Uh, no, uh, it wouldn't have scared me away. I still would have seen it. Um, I had low expectations going in anyway, especially from the trailer. I was not feeling the trailer at first, but, um, but the last trailer made me feel more comfortable in seeing it. Like it made me like, yeah, I kind of want to see this now. You know what I mean? Watching the trailer. So I, you know, the, I, I totally missed that whole feminist talk, which I'm happy about. And, you know, and I just kind of discovered on my own, you know, when all the, the, the guys were bad or every guy on that movie was bad and all the women were good guys you know or good women you know <laughs> but um but yeah other than that you know i i felt like that might have scared people away from the movie theaters but i didn't know anything about the whole feminist thing again um and you know i i i guess it was just the, the feminist push you know i i felt like they should have stayed away from that i felt like it should have been in the movie you know it should have been directed in the film you know what i mean or or just you see how the guys like it was like certain things were like black mask was you know treating certain women and you know his ego it was about his ego his male ego and by his male ego being disrupted he took it out on a woman you know he tried to embarrass the woman or whatever um i mean this i, I have no problem having that information as long as the movie's good you know, I don't have a problem with feminist uh, talk or talking points or things of that nature, as long as the movie's good. You know what I mean? And you're just not bashing me over the head with it. It wasn't that bad because they did talk about it again. They did talk about it before. You know what I mean? So and then when you go see it, it really wasn't that bad. Like the whole feminist, you know, quote unquote agenda. So, it, you know, like I, I, I knew it was in there when I watched it not knowing but I didn't know it was a it was an agenda you know what I mean so yeah I, I kind of they should have just kind of like kept the talk out and then like after 
the first week, then say, you know, then say it was, you know, a feminist movie. You know what I mean? But hey, you know, do what you do. But um, yeah. Wow. I'm all of this talk kind of got me lightheaded. All right. Yeah. So. The blue is coming. The blue is coming. The blue is here. Yeah. I saw this movie. I was watching. I had a corner that I can watch this movie. And I wanted to say a few things. There was a scene that got my interest and it woke me up actually. And it was a scene, I thought it was Madonna, but in actuality, it was Harley Quinn impersonating Marilyn Monroe. And for some reason, this black dude, he, he, I guess he had his finger in front of Harley Quinn's face and she bit it. And I said, huh, that made me open my eyes or made me open my eye. And then I kind of stayed around for the rest of the movie. I didn't think it was anything until it was another black guy who was bashed in his testicles and he fell to his knees in front of all the women characters and he begged for forgiveness. Yeah, he begged for forgiveness and I say, yeah, the blue is coming. The blue is coming. And I said, uh, as I came, I was like, uh, pause. I said, wow. Thinking of watching CW shows and they have the feminist points of views. And I thought to myself, is this really for all women? Or is this really for white women to get what they want and other women are happy because of that. And I thought about it and I said, CW, there are no other women of color, black, Asian or whatever that actually gets those type of leads that can lead the show. You don't do that in CW that's relevant I said hell even the WWE women's revolution all of the women that's running this women's revolution they're all white so I said hmm is feminism really just for white wait 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 I'm not ready yet I'm not ready to go yet I'm not finished I'm not finished talking I'm not finished talking Oh, God, what the hell was that? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. Where did that motherfucker come from? Oh, okay. Okay. I need to go to the doctor. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. Fuck. Anyway, let me go ahead and end this podcast. Um, 
Let me go ahead and do my comparisons. All right, so I compare this film to Tank Girl and Deadpool. If you like Deadpool, definitely check this out. Uh, she does break the fourth wall. I did enjoy this film. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. I, I would say not knowing anything about the other characters, I would really enjoy this film. I actually said this film was probably the best DC movie. I will put this in top five DC movies right now. But if I didn't know about the, these other characters, I would say that this film is the best DC movie film. But, you know, knowing the other characters, because, you know, like you have um, Shazam. I couldn't stand their their villains. <laughs> the, you know, their uh, creatures, smoke creatures. I thought that was kind of stupid. I ain't like that. But um, but yeah, so like, you know, and then, and then you had... Um, Aquaman. Aquaman was dope. Aquaman was dope, but it was just certain parts that um, that I felt that did lack. But I, I really did not knowing what was taken out from these characters that was in the comic books. Um, I would have put this film high up there, if not number one, definitely like number two or three. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so that's that's my comparisons. Tank Girl and Deadpool. My rating for this film. I give this film a eight snot bubbles. I give this film eight snot bubbles. Um, check out the film. I definitely suggest you look at it. Um, if you, especially if you love comic books, if you love Harley Quinn, just just check it out. You know what I mean? Just check it out. And uh, yeah, man. And I'm I'm sorry about that. Wow, I don't I don't know what the hell happened to me. It was crazy. But let me let me me let me get out of here. Alright, um, don't forget to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. Um, pass me around. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, I'm gonna go to the doctor, see get this checked up, see what the hell is going on with me. I've been I've been getting these headaches as of late. But anyway, um, alright, y'all take it easy. Alright, one. The blue is here, and I'll be back. I'll be back. The blue is here. The blue is here. The blue is here. The blue is here.